Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. What can you do about human trafficking? Wow, I <laughs> said a mouthful in that one, didn't I, this morning? You weren't ready for that, were you? But let me say it again. That's the question that we have today on the Christian Car Guy Show. What can you do about human trafficking? You know it breaks God's heart. It breaks parents' hearts. It breaks victims' hearts. It breaks the addicts' hearts, the ones that are involved in it. And in John Eldridge's book, Waking the Dead, he says there are three eternal eternal truths, and I believe they apply here. Number one, things are not what they seem. Number two, the world is at war. And number three, you, you listening right this minute, you have a critical role to play. So on our show today, from the truck stops and rest areas across America to the jungles of Malawi, it is our prayer. It really is that this show will help to awaken us all to God's heart on this issue, awaken us to how to spot it, what to do if you see something, how to pray, or perhaps you have another role to play on this. Maybe it's just getting the word out. Most of all, it is our prayer that we would find God in this and that in seeing God and what he's doing here that will offer hope to those trapped both in the slavery itself, but the victims are not just the young girls. There's a lot of people involved in it. You're going to find out so much more about that today because in the slavery of addictions they, they, that lead to all this, there is some phenomenal stuff that I have become aware of that, that I think is really going to help you. And we have some more than amazing guests. I mean, like, wow, guests that are here to help us. We have my good friend and frequent guest, Shelly Lance. She is a former prostitute and a truck stop madam, formerly. And for lack of a better term, you know, one of the most redeemed saints you will ever meet. <laughs> I mean, when, because God redeemed her through prayers of family members that were more than amazing, but also through a prison in Turkey. And we're going to find out a little bit about that. Good morning, Shelley. Good morning, Robbie. How are you? As always, I am just <laughs> thrilled because you have such a rare insight, for me anyway, on, on what goes on there, how the people got trapped, how they continue to stay trapped, all those things in addictions. And we're going to just crank off right this minute to say you're out there helping people with that, and you have your own hotline. And so if you know somebody that's trapped in one of these addictions, guess what? Shelly wants to talk to them, and her number, I'm going to give it out throughout the show, is 855 855- Six six one, four four three four, and Shelley, we've got some stuff to share today, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> and thank you so much again, Robbie, for having me today. Oh, it's gonna—it's. I'm really excited about what God's gonna do with the show. As I mentioned, from the truck stops to Malawi, we also have David Paterka with us, and David is with an organization called When the Saints, and God broke David's heart on this issue through. An amazing 21-day fast. David, how'd, what happened? Yeah, yeah, so actually I was 21 years old at the time, and like most 21-year-olds, 
uh, we're searching to find out what God has created us for. And so I was, I learned about fasting at my church. They did a three week series. And so I, you know, just decided with two of my friends that we would do a 21 day fast and just ask him what it is that he created us for. And on the last night, I believe he made it very clear to me. He wanted me to stay up all night in my basement. So for six and a half hours, I just spend time with Jesus. And uh, he made it very clear to me, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, he said, I've created you for these two things, to help girls who have been sexually abused, but also to mentor and disciple the men who are doing the sexual abuse. And it changed the whole course of the rest of my life. Everything that I'm doing right now is because of one night in January of 2009 when Jesus whispered. And, and there's the hope of the gospel right there, my friends, both with Shelley's story and with David's story, that Jesus knows that the way to end this is to end the addictions themselves, to mm. end, if there was no demand, the supply would go away. Amen. Right? There'd nobody be needing, no need to steal girls, no need to do what goes on with boys. It, it goes on on both sides of the, the playing field, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, if this was going on. So we got a lot to share. We got, how do you spot it? You know, what do you do? What's dangerous? What's not dangerous? What could your role be? But this is a live show, and we're so grateful that God has given us this platform to share, but he might have given it to you to share today, too. Mm. So if you're really courageous, and you, you may have a story along these lines where God showed up for you, we would be blessed beyond belief if you would call in and share perhaps something you know about this subject, maybe somewhere where you saw God work, because we're always God detecting here on a Christian Car Guy show. So maybe you saw something. We would love for you to call us, 866-348-7884. That number again, my daughter says I always say it too fast, 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share perhaps Maybe you've got a question for Shelly or for David, um, and and there's something that's on your heart. By all means, call us. That's what we're here for, 866-348-7884. And as always, all this information is at the website. You can go to christiancarguy.com. There you can see all the warning signs. You know, how do you spot this thing? What do you call? There's even a number you can text. Would you believe it? There is now a cell phone app. Hmm. Believe it. Truckers Against Trafficking have an app. <laughs> you can go to the app store and get it on your phone that tells you, here's the number to call. Here's the number to text. Here's how you spot it. This is what you do. It is the Truckers Against Trafficking app. It's right there at the web, and, but it's also at christiancarguy.com, as well as the Jesus Labor Love free car repair labor for single moms and widows across the country if you have a need or maybe you want to volunteer with that program. That's all at ChristianCarGuy.com. The podcast of this show will be up there later. If you can't hear the whole show and you're wondering, wow, I want to hear Shelly's story, or you want to hear more about what David's doing in Malawi, you can go back and get the show later on ChristianCarGuy.com. Also, don't forget Karen Mulder's Wisdom of the Wounded. It, it's, there's some amazing resources there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Sherry, when you were involved in this, can you – Give us an idea what actually goes on in those truck stops. Actually, um, most of the truck stop, uh, you know, that I was involved in was in Houston, Texas. And many of the girls um, range from the ages of probably the youngest would be 14 or 15 on up. And 
and at at the you know this was 15 years ago for me you know so it was big back then and most of the girls were were addicts and somehow you know they they were runaways uh, got involved with either another girl or a boyfriend that brought them into the business and um actually my role was was not really a madam i i you know was brought in you know through um two men that i had met that were running drugs and running these women and um it's it's actually in the sixth chapter of my book the story about it and it was just a brief experience of my life that lasted about four or five months and it probably was one of the worst four or five months of my life yeah because you saw um some horrible stuff on on all sorts of different levels yes i did um you know a a lot of abuse um horrible horrible abuse and you know they the today back then they weren't called human traffickers they were actually called pimps and um you know these usually there was one you know big person that basically uh was the main trafficker and then they had people that worked under them that would watch the girls control them and their means of control would be giving them drugs and that would keep them in their grip because you know in when you're in that level of addiction you know and the pain that the girls were going through they would continually want to stay numb you know and yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's very, very hard and very difficult to get out of once you're entrapped. And I David, mean, I was, I was blessed that the police got me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was they, they saved my life many times. <laughs> wow. And so, David, in Malawi, is it similar, or can you take us through how that kind of works out in other countries? Yeah, definitely. Malawi is a little different than what you would kind of imagine. Um, a red hot area, you know, like Thailand or Cambodia, because there's not as mit, um, as much tourism. People coming in, they say 81% of men who travel internationally to a country like Cambodia will participate in the sex trade. So there's tons of money. It's about income coming into the country. It's the government even kind of secretly just allows it to happen and they won't do much. You know, when organizations are trying to change policies, it's very, very difficult because of the income that is generated. Wow. Well, we have so much on this topic. How can you spot it? What can you do about it? How can you be praying for these people? What might your role be? We're going to find out all those things today on the Christian Car Guy Show. So by all means, stay tuned. You got a story, you call us 866-348-7884. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Louis Armstrong. Oh, when the saints, when the saints go marching in, go marching in, oh. when the saints go marching in, oh yes, I wanna be, oh yes, in that number. Oh, when the saints go marching in, and when the saints, when the saints go marching in, go marching in, who's gonna play on the day when the saints go marching in? Well, Louis, I'll explain that now. The most is and the greatest, from the oldest to the latest. Oh, and the saints go marching in. We got him with us today in the studio when the saints go marching in. But uh, and, uh, it's cool the way that David came up with the name for that. If you're just tuning in, you go, am I listening to the Christian Car Guy show? Yes, you are. And today we're talking about 
human trafficking, what might your role be? And you're wondering, what does this have to do with a Christian car guy? Well, truck stops across America, there's ways that we can spot things, ways that we can do things. And we feel God's heartbreaking on this issue. And we feel like, wow, we need to get as much information out about it as we possibly can. We have our good friend, Shelly Lance, who was involved in this at one point in time, we had a miraculous healing. She can speak to and even has a line to help people that are in this addiction, as well as David Paterka, who's with When the Saints, which he's going to share that story in a minute. But before we do all that, we got Renee is calling in. This is a live show, and we would love for you to call in with your question, or maybe you got somewhere you've seen God in this issue, 866 348 Seven eight eight four. Renee is in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Renee, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just have a question for Shelley. Um, she mentioned that the girls experienced pain, and that they were given the drugs to keep them, I guess, out of the pain. But I, I don't understand what that means. Um, I, 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 I've taken medications and stuff when I've been sick, but obviously these girls aren't sick. So what can she explain what that pain is, what it means? What, um, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, the pain I'm talking about is basically the pain of, um, of your heart. You know, when, you're, mm-hmm. when you are caught in, in any kind of life-controlling problem or, and you're um, out selling your body day after day, um, the self-loathing and self-hatred, mm. you know, the feelings of self, you know, worthlessness, and yeah. drugs, you know, mask all that. You know, right. I, I know as being an addict myself, and in that lifestyle for over 20 years, you know, I couldn't function without drugs because the pain was just too unbearable. And I'm not talking about an actual physical pain, but right. yet the girls did, you know, were under a hand of a lot of abuse. I mean, they were beaten, controlled. If they, you know, if they didn't cooperate the way their trafficker, you know, had wanted them to. But that, I I should have explained that further. That's the kind of pain I'm talking about. You know, people do drugs for one thing to make them feel good, you know. (laughs) And basically, there's no way feeling good in that lifestyle, but drugs can't mask. And, Renee, there's another another angle to all this, right, Shelley? That you you told me about once that it's it's actually like Satan's got a something special for those people involved in this. Um, it's not just the girls that get hooked on drugs. One of the things that they told you to do, Shelley, was to hook your Johns on drugs. Yes, and that they what that's exactly what they do. I mean, a, a lot of them do. They want say that exactly. again. Say that words, again. Okay, when when a girl will actually go to prost- into prostitution with a man, they bring drugs to get the men addicted to drugs. Oh, so in other okay. words, you know, the man's seeing the girl, the girl does the drugs with the man, and it keeps the man coming back also. Just, you know, it's just a cycle of addiction. Oh, gosh. It's a vicious circle. It's, That's it's terrible. Horrible. That is so terrible. It but is does really- that give the girl then maybe a little bit of, of how do I say it, um, a little bit of power, feeling power that now she is in turn hooking somebody else on what yeah. she's hooked on? It does. It does actually wow. give you a, a feeling of satisfaction. You know, yeah. it, 
to some sense because mm-hmm. you're the, the girl feels more in control then at that point once she gets you know she's built um, the John for money and then you know gets him on drugs and he continually comes back and you know when you said bilk wait 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 when you said bilk the John I've never heard that word before <laughs> oh that means that's, essentially that's take him so, t- I, take him. Taking their money and right. and essentially pulling them into something. Renee, God bless you. I appreciate your call Thank so you. much and your courage to call mm-hmm. on this issue. I appreciate your heart. God bless you. And you're welcome to call with your question, your concern, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So God broke your heart on this issue, David. And when you went what did you just woke up one morning? Go, okay, how do I find my way into sexual trafficking? What did you do? Yeah, um, definitely it was just something that God had to call me into. He had to speak. I just believe that nothing is a sustainable motivator in a healthy way more than the voice of God. Our emotions can be stirred. Our hearts can be broken. Our minds can be challenged with intellectual statistics and we can be overwhelmed, but we'll wake up the next morning or we'll wake up a month later and we won't have those same feelings. We'll forget those statistics that we heard and we'll just go on with our life. We'll get distracted with the things right in front of us. But if, if God speaks, that is the thing that will sustain you because we can't in our own strength. He has to say this is what i've created you for this is the purpose and so for me it was just going to him and just to make a comment you know of on that call um as when the saints we do believe that the men are just as oppressed they're just as enslaved as the very girls that they are enslaving and satan is the one who is their abuser and they need to be set free they need to be liberated Actually, we believe it's more of a sustainable solution to the ending of sexual exploitation is to focus on loving the men the way that Jesus loved each of us while we were enemies to him, while we were in rebellion to him, while we had turned our backs on him. These men, maybe they need love, you know, just like as much or even more than any one of us because maybe they've never been shown love. And so they know nothing more than the abuse of other human beings to exploit them, to try to take from them. And so, so yeah, we believe that we could pull every girl out of positions of prostitution, sexual exploitation, but ultimately our ministry would be creating a void that these men would just traffic more girls to fill. Right. That's a huge, that's a huge point. And both Shelly and David are involved in setting people free. And guess what? That's what Jesus came for, according to Isaiah 61. Set the captives free. Oh, we're going to hopefully do some more of that when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up. Oh, but when she looks him in the eye his heart is broken open wide and he feels the hand of God reach out through him as heaven touches earth. Oh, 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 we bring the kingdom come. Oh, 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 and you. Listening right this minute, you have an opportunity to bring the kingdom come to your church. When the saints, actually, especially if you happen to be in the Winston-Salem, Greensboro, maybe Charlotte or Raleigh area, I just found out that the people that they were supposed to screen their documentary, these guys, when the saints did this amazing documentary on what's going on with human trafficking, they are available tomorrow. 
for your church, maybe tomorrow night's service. You're wondering, wow, we needed something special. We got it for you. You can go to a website, christiancarguy.com. You see that great big win the saints click on that banner and tell them, wow, I need them to come to my church. I need them to show their documentary. I need to get this word out. That's a lot about what we're doing on the show today. It's just letting people know that Jesus came to set them free from these addictions. And like my friend David said so clearly, if we can come after the hearts of the men's and men and women that are trapped in these addictions, then the, then the demand would fall out and the supply would not be necessary. But isn't that cool, Shelley, what David said? that? Oh, absolutely. If, if we got all the ladies in the world out of prostitution, we would just create this huge void for more people to be stolen. Mm. And I, I think about <clears throat> how God does that. But we also have a realistic issue that you pull into a truck stop and you're trying to figure out that something doesn't look quite right. Mm. Well, did you know there's a national helpline? There's a national text line. There is a app for your cell phone. <laughs> it's called Truckers Against Trafficking. And even at our website right now, if you go to christiancarguy.com, there are probably 15 ways that you can recognize something is not right in this with this young lady. You know, you see some signs of abuse. You see somebody following her. You see something's going on. Guess what? There is a number to call. It's 87, excuse me. It is 888-3737-888-888-3737-888. And if you call that number, which again is at christiancarguy.com, that's your best bet because Shelly, they do not want to get involved in this. These people have guns and they are dangerous. And the last thing you want to do is go confront these people yourself or try to rescue this girl yourself because this is why we have, you know, policemen, like you said, policemen saved your life. So to me, I, I see so God, God comes so clearly. You told me something one time about when they closed that door in that Turkish jail, um, how it changed your life. Could you share that story? It's so powerful, Shelley, and I just want our listeners to hear how God came after you. Well, I was um, actually um, in um, an international drug crime um, ring and got and was in one of the biggest drug busts in history through the airlines in Turkey. And a girlfriend and I had um, uh, traveled from San Paulo, Brazil, into um, Istanbul, Turkey, with 25 kilos of cocaine um, through the airlines. Stupid, you know. But when you're under the influence at that point, you know, um, I was 42 years old, and I was tired in my life. Uh, you know, you can only stay in prostitution for so many years. And, uh, you know, and God was chasing me all along. You know, I believe without a doubt that he was strong after me. And I had so many people praying for me. And, um, of course, we, we did get busted. And, and that was basically after 22 years of cocaine and crack addiction, um, a wake-up call, and but it was the most beautiful wake-up call because it is a, a story of redemption, how God met me at the worst of my, in the worst times of my life, and um, and the Bible was smuggled into me uh, by an American soldier and his wife, and I began to read God's Word um, the three years that I sat in that prison, and He opened my eyes and set me free and transformed my life, and 
I can't give the glory to anybody but him and him alone because it was through his word and um, me searching for him with all my heart. And he came to me, and I guess I kind of had a Paul Damascus experience, you know. I once was blind, but now I see. I got a question for you, Shelly. This is yeah. David. Um, I know some people who, who say, you know, being a prostitute can't be that bad. Like, to, to have your life, have your income come in by having, like, honestly, having sex, why is that horrible? And maybe they would just say your story and you having a negative experience might be just the exception, but most girls out there probably love it. What would you say to someone like that? You mean when girls will tell you that they love what they're doing? Is that no, not even necessarily girls, but just like the men who are who are even buying girls. They are they're saying like, "Man, I'm providing them with an income. They have pleasure. I have pleasure. Everyone benefits. Why should we try to end this?" I, you know, David, I really, really can't answer that. I believe mm-hmm. that they're blinded. That it's a lie. I don't believe that anybody wants to stay entrapped and enslaved in a lifestyle like that. However, you know, I think it's, you know, they both are, basically they're both feeding on each other's sin. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what it is. Um, I, um, I've enc- most of the men that I have encountered were just as empty and lost as I was. Mm-hmm. And even though I developed relationships with these men, and some even, what I would think, friendships, you know, there were so many times they became vulnerable to me and would express why they were doing what they did, mm-hmm. you know. And it was basically because they were trying to find a need outside of God. And that's all it is, you know. They're not happy in their home life. They're not happy. Um, they're not getting their sexual desires fulfilled. They So basically they're not looking to God at all. So, you know, if you're not living for God, you're actually living for the enemy. So, I mean, that's the only way. But, I mean, I could, it's, it's hard for me to really answer you with. And well, one of the things that you told me one time that I, it just echoes in my mind is one of the most powerful things I ever heard was you said when they slammed that door in that Turkish jail for the first time in your life, you were free. Well, I had lived in such bondage, Robbie, for so many years. And such self-loathing. I mean, for me, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking for every woman, but I'm talking for myself that I could not do what I was doing unless I was high. I had to be high. I, you know, if I woke up and I didn't have drugs in my system, I could not go out and work. I just couldn't. I, um, but when that door shut, it was like, this is it. I just felt this was it. And I knew at that moment that my life was going to be forever changed. And it wasn't, I wasn't looking at the aspect of, I'm going to be locked up and not see my family. I'm never going to go back to America. The first thought was, I'm free from drugs. Mm -hmm. And it was a long process because I had been numb for so many years. And, you know, it took weeks, basically, for me to start becoming in touch with my feelings again in my emotions, because I had numbed them for so long. It was, and I'll tell you, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have God's Word walk me through that, you know. Yeah, he said he sent the lifeline. That is so (laughs) cool. Now, you're sitting there, you may have an addiction right now, or you may have a question, and by all means, call us. But I want to give out Shelly's, she has her own 
line for folks that are trapped in addictions. That may be a drug addiction. That may be a sexual addiction. That may be some other addiction. And you say, wow, I would like to talk to this lady. She has been there. She has found her way out. That number is 855-661-4434. Now, David, there's a lot of Christians that they think, wow, I've accepted Christ. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. living the good life. I'm free, but yet they're still trapped in addictions and all those things. What would you say to those folks? Yeah, um, I, just a quote came to my mind. Um, you know, G.K. Chesterton, he says, every man who knocks on the door of a brothel is knocking for God. And so every time, you know, I, want, I do want to bring it personal to every listener. Every time we do look for something to fulfill an emptiness, to no longer, you know, make us feel lonely, we are actually like only God can fill that void in our lives. And so we are on tour with this documentary and the main message of this documentary that we want, we just believe every human being needs to hear is for us on a daily basis with our everyday interactions, primarily with members of the opposite sex, we may, we may try to find our identity in them. We may even with the slightest things like as a guy, oh, I want to tell a joke that'll make this girl laugh and then give like make her give me attention so that I can find my validation as a human being, even my sense of masculinity, that it can be a If there was ever a bad time for a break, this was it. <laughs> we have David on a roll. We are going to hear the rest of that roll. We're going to hear more from Shelly. This is the Christian Car Guy Show, and we are trying to figure out what can we do about human trafficking. And I, I'm beginning to think it may have to do with sharing the gospel. I'm just saying. we got a lot more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. God put a million, million doors in the world for his love to walk through. One of those doors is you. I said, God put a million, million doors in the world for his love to walk through. One of those doors is you. We bring the kingdom come. What can you do about human trafficking. Now, I'm going to throw a question out there that might just don't pull over on the side of the road. (laughs) I'm just going to throw one of those out there. Perhaps we, the person listening, has some addiction. And by freeing yourself from that addiction, you then understand the freedom that Jesus gave you. And you have that hope living in you so that you can share it. And in order to do that, you got to face the fact that Jesus came for you to have an abundant life, and you're probably, Jesus, Satan's got something on you, and he's working it. And he, you, there are ways to be set free. He came to set you free. And David, I, I had you on a roll. We got David Paterka. He is here with Win the Saints. And I got Shelly Lance, who has her own ministry to folks that are in addiction. Again, I would be remiss if I didn't say you guys need this documentary at your church because there's all kinds of folks that are sitting in the congregation that need this message. They need to be set free and it can come to your church. All you have to do is go to christiancarguy.com, click on that purple banner. Yes, it has to do with Malawi, but the Malawi message is coming here to America. So much of it has to do with what's going on with the Pew 
And now we'll get back to you. You're on a roll, David. I'm sorry. I cut you off. <laughs> yeah. Um, just for me, you know, I was addicted to pornography for over a decade. And I, for about the last four years of that addiction, um, tried everything I could to get free. You know, I joined all these accountability groups and I would even share, you know, on a personal level, I would confess my sins and maybe I would kind of experience freedom for a couple months, but I would just always fail. I'd always fall back into it. And I got to a place after four years of struggling at the end of this addiction uh, where I just cried out to Jesus and said, God, you're just going to have to love me and accept me for, you know, who I am as having this addiction. And I, don't ever see this not being a part of my life. I've done everything that I can to try to free myself and I keep failing. And literally at that moment, uh, I just felt like Jesus said, David, you finally get it. Like you finally are at this place that I've been waiting for you to get to where you realize that you can't free yourself. It's not up to you. It's not up to you to try harder or to be better, um, to fix yourself. And at that, literally at that moment where I accepted defeat, I supernaturally just felt this thing like break off of my heart and would have been supernaturally liberated for the last five years from an addiction to pornography. And um, I've also seen that reflect in the way that I treat uh, mostly members of the opposite sex on a daily basis where it freed me because I also just exploited girls like I was talking about right before the break. Um, on an emotional level, I would just use them to try to get this fulfillment, to try to feel better, not to feel lonely, to get all of this attention from girls. And I found out that that is actually a, a level of exploitation. Jesus says what happens on a heart level when you know, look at a woman lastly, and I don't believe lust is only a physical thing on an emotional level is where we can look at someone's heart and say, what can I take from that person's heart to fulfill myself? You know, and we can do that. Even girls, we can dress, you know, or not we, but girls can dress like kind of with a low cut shirt so that they can get attention from men and they feel better about themselves. They get a sense of validity, a sense of femininity. And I, I just believe that that is an addiction as well. And that's something that we need supernatural healing from. It's something that only Jesus can set us free from when we see how deeply he passionately loves us and how we can find our identity in him. We don't need to do that with other people. Now you heard a little bit about Sherry, a very similar story. When she admitted defeat, when she admitted, I can't get, there's nothing, when they slammed the door in her, there she was. A similar story from David. Brandon Manning said something amazing, that when you don't go get healing and freedom from Jesus, you rob the world of that miracle story of how he did it in your life. Now, you can hear Sherry's story because she didn't rob the world. She got the freedom, and now she's out, because it's just like Second Corinthians said, you know, as you've been comforted, you're going to go comfort others. Well, you can hear David out there doing it. You can hear Shelly out there doing it. Mm. And you can call her number if you have something that you're dealing with, 855-661-4434. Or you can ask David to come to your church, and then you can meet with him personally. You know, they, they are on a tour now. You guys have been out here for how many months? It's been 13 days, but we have another two months of a tour around 20 states <laughs> all over the U.S., that is so cool. God has opened up a door for you from this fast, and you're out there sharing this wonderful message of freedom, which is essentially the gospel. Mm. And again, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, or you can just go to Win the Saints. I bet you can probably remember the tune, <laughs> I, <laughs> Win the Saints, um, and find out where they're going to be next. But Shelly, I'm interested in your thoughts as you listen to this. Well, 
hearing David's story is just so powerful. And David, how you shared just just what you said, Robbie. I mean, you literally took the words out of my mouth that you know it's finally when we give up because mm. I had tried so many programs. My parents, trust me, they'd put me through Teen Challenge four or five times. Um, I had been through detox centers, uh, counselors, psychiatrists, um, and always trying. I mean, I can remember so many times getting on my knees and just asking God's forgiveness. I was always a believer. I knew God was there. I just didn't have the power to, um, you know, overcome this addiction on my own and to be set free. And God knew my heart. I know he knew my heart that I didn't want it to be entrapped like this forever. I mean, it, you know, I needed set free. And it had to be, and he came and met me at my lowest spot. I wasn't in some church service, you know, everything, doing everything right and under the performance mode and all that. I was at my worst where he met me and liberated me. And it was just like exactly how David explained it, you know, when it was just, I give up, God, I'm just gonna, I'm, I guess I'm going to be like this the rest of my life. Hmm. Just do whatever you can. Change me, take me, do whatever. And that's when it all happened. <laughs> hmm. So I don't even know a, a, an exact time of salvation for me, you know. I just know that he opened my eyes and did it, and he did it. He did all the work. And there's one little side note. I just can't let go. <laughs> <laughs> You got, you know, these people smuggled this Bible into you. There's two people in the whole jail that speak English. It's an English (laughs) Bible. What happened to the Bible, Shelley? Actually, when I um, was finally sentenced and transferred to another prison, I had taken the Bible because we could not take anything with us, and I had wrapped it up and stuck it under um, my mattress in in the jail. And and my prayer, in my heart, I said, God, whoever gets this Bible— Please let it be somebody that can read English and that this, your words will touch them and liberate them as they have me. And uh, two years later, I was um, after I was released and I was home, I received a call from an inmate that I was friends with in the prison that had been released and was in a, uh, what they call the Yabanji Shubi, which is like a, a holding place until you go back to your country. And while she was standing in line, she had a card to call me. And she was telling the woman behind her, I'm calling my friend, her name's Shelly from America, because that's what everybody called me. And the woman was from Somalia, and she ran back to her bed and came back, and she held out this Bible, and she said, is this the Shelly from America you're talking about? Because in my Bible, it said Shelly from America. So when um, Samira called me, she said, there's somebody here, Shelly, that wants to talk to you. And the woman gets on the phone, and she says, my name is... um, Miriam, I'm from Somalia, and I come to uh, the Turkish jail. I pray God, please bring me Bible, and I one day uh, I make my bed. And there's Shelly, we gotta we gotta I, run. That is one. <laughs> it's such a cool story. It's a, it's just it's just so cool how Jesus came. You can find out more about when the saints. You can find more about Shelly. The number I'm gonna give her number out one more time: eight five five six six one. Four four three four. Go to ChristianCarGuy.com. Find out what you can do about human trafficking. One thing we can do is accept what Jesus has for our freedom.
You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.